Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. Thank you for joining me once again. Just a little heads up, but there is a chance, like a 89% chance, <laughs> that I will be starting another podcast purely about book reviews. I already have a cover idea and a title idea, and I've, I've always loved reading, and I love talking about the books that I read, so this is going to be kind of like my own little book club, so I want to tell you guys, if you want to check it out, to keep an open mind for that, because when it when I do create it and it's out, I'll let you guys know about the title and everything so you can find it. If that's your thing, if you also like hearing about book reviews, if that's your niche. Um, but for today's episode, so you guys might know that I have been taking a break from social media, which means that I am not aware of the in and outs of what's popular and what's trending right now. But I did know that I missed a certain period of time where there was a trend on TikTok called the stay-at-home girlfriend trend. And that's exactly what it sounds like. You know, you have the stay-at-home mom thing. Um, and for a little bit, there was like the stay-at-home daughter thing, which was more of satire. That was to target specific girls who, like, after they graduate and they can't find a job, they end up moving back home with their family. And so they're called like stay-at-home daughters because it's like they're in this weird state of life where they're, they're not in school anymore because they just graduated. But... They're also not working because they can't find a job because post-grad job searching sucks. Uh, But there's this new phase going about where it doesn't really reflect any of that. And they're called stay-at-home girlfriends, uh, which is more girls who aren't in school. They aren't in work, but it's by choice. They don't choose to work. They don't have a job. Um, And everybody's day-to-day routine is different. But from the ones that I've seen that are trending, the ones that I personally looked up, They seem to follow this pattern where their day revolves around just chilling at home. They kind of follow the influencer life. However, they're not actually influencers, so they don't have any content that they have to create as a job. And some of them, their lives kind of revolve around their boyfriends. Um, I'm sure you guys know the one I'm talking about where it's like she makes smoothies for her, her husband and she drives him to work. She'll drive him to the gym. And then she'll go home and she'll do her own little thing, whatever it is, whatever hobbies she might find to fill the time. And then she'll cook dinner, wait for her husband or, or boyfriend, I guess, because it's stay-at-home daughter or stay-at-home girlfriend. So she'll wait for her boyfriend to come home, and then dinner will already be prepared and stuff. And she'll make the bed, and that's about it. That's that's her day. That's her life. <laughs> Obviously, this has accumulated massive amount of hate and opinions. I have my opinions of my own too that I want to get into. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. So when I first heard about this trend, and I went online to figure out what the general consensus was. I wasn't shocked at what the public was saying. A lot of the comments were saying how sad this was, how they genuinely feel bad for this girl and her life, and a lot of criticism for like the guy in the relationship, because it's like, can he not make his own smoothies? Can he not drive himself to work? Like, and this is expected, especially from this generation, you know, because there's a lot of parallels between stay-at-home girlfriend versus 1950s housewife but the main difference is that now girls get a choice and so when I first heard about the trend I was like everybody's looking into it too much it's this girl's life 
if you want to be a stay-at-home girlfriend, go for it. Like, it's as long as it's your choice and you're doing it because you genuinely want to, then I don't see why it's anybody's business, right? But what that's before I realized or before I actually started watching the TikToks and there was a lot of like, I do this for my boyfriend and I do that for my boyfriend. And I was just so on the fence about it because on one side, I'm like, it's still her life. She can do whatever she wants with it. If she wants to serve her boyfriend, maybe it's her love language, you know, because acts of service. I know that's what my mom does too. That's how she shows her love to me and my brother and her husband, my dad. But there was another part of me, the Gen Z feminist part, that was like, yeah, I do feel sad. Not gonna lie, I feel sad for her that her life revolves around a guy. You know, because it's like, obviously, a girl should have a choice, whatever you want to do. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, girlfriend, up to you. But then there's the half of me, and this is just my own opinion, okay, don't attack me, but I was like, it doesn't seem very fulfilling. You know, if day in and day out, if you're doing the same thing, I personally would feel like I would have no purpose in life. And that's just because of who I am as a person. I know there's lots of people who individually, they just don't want to work. They don't have anything that excites them per se. They don't have a specific career they're working towards to. There's not one route that they're passionate about. And so to them, their dream life is to never have to work, to never have to work a day in their life, just to vacation every day, all day. But I'm the type of person where I need something to work towards to every single day, whether that's for work or school. In all aspects of my life currently, I am working towards something. Like for instance, I'm in school working towards my undergraduate degree. So every day I have assignments and school work to keep me busy. Personal-wise, I'm working on a book, so every day it's like, okay, something to work towards to work towards a new chapter, whatever. And if I didn't have that, I I feel like I would be miserable because I wouldn't have something to look forward to and there wouldn't be anything to fulfill me. So when I see these TikToks with girls who they don't necessarily have like an ultimate goal, it's just kind of like day-to-day hobbies here and there to pass their time. I mean, if, if that's what they want to do, again, I don't, I'm trying not to judge, but it's just like, if I'm putting myself in their shoes, I wouldn't be able to do it. And the thing is, there was this one specific stay-at-home girlfriend routine that a lot of people drew attention to because she talked to, she showed herself journaling in one of them, and a lot of people were stitching that video and reacting to it, and they were pausing on the journal entries zooming in and reading it, and it said, it was a lot of like depressing stuff, like, find something to fulfill me, find a hobby, find something to do. And of course, that's gonna draw people's attention and be like, like, oh, this is exactly confirming our thoughts and why people hate this whole stay-at-home girlfriend trend in the first place. Also, I have a little bit of personal experience with this, not myself, but but my grandmother. So she has been a stay-at-home mom for like 30 years of her life because she was a refugee in Cambodia and when she came to Canada, she didn't work mainly because she didn't speak English. Not a single word of it, she couldn't speak at all, so she couldn't get any job because of the language barrier. It would just be far too hard. And by then, three of her kids, which is my mom and then my two uncles, they were already grown up. They 
could find jobs already so there was no point for her to get a job so for about like 30 years she was like not working but she did have me and my brother to take care of so I grew up with my grandmother my whole life and so I guess she was like a stay-at-home grandmother because when my parents were at work my it was my grandmother who watched me and my brother so that definitely made her days busy back when I was a kid because she would pick us up from school she would make us food clean the house make sure we were in a routine as a kid like getting our teeth brushed we had our playtime, stuff like that but then obviously me and my brother we grew up and we didn't need that kind of babysitting anymore and by that point I could definitely see the lack of purpose in my grandmother's life and how it affected her because she didn't have a stable environment that she could go to outside of the home you know she didn't have school to go to like I did she didn't have work to go to five days a week like my parents did so she was constantly in the house and I definitely saw the toll that it took on her physically and mentally physically because she didn't move a lot she was just kind of like in her reclining chair watching tv all day and also as she got older she like her stamina wasn't as good and then mentally because she just didn't have anyone to talk to like on the days that we were at school or parents were at work she was alone all the time and without that community outside of your house to make friends and to bond with people in that environment I can 100% see how lonely that may get. And I saw how that affected my grandmother day in and day out, doing the same thing every single day. So, and that's why too, in the 1950s, a lot of women were like reportedly depressed. But back then, mental health was a taboo subject. So when they would go to the doctors about all these symptoms they were feeling, it was brushed off as female hormones, blah, blah, blah. A lot of invalidation, right? And you can see that parallel back then and today. I can imagine like, the rise of depression and anxiety and stuff it might also be because a lot of people they like feel like they have no sense of purpose because of this interesting enough um i was talking to one of my coworkers, and she we worked at camp together and she told me how she hated summertime because she felt like she had no purpose and at the time i was like what do you mean i mean you're working at camp right now you have a job isn't this like a sense of purpose when she was like well but it's not really something that interests me i mean like yeah i have a job but it's not like i'm passionate about this it's not like working at camp fulfills me in any sense I like school because when I'm doing something and I have homework to do and assignments to check off it gives me a sense of purpose and I kind of looked at that in a different light and I was like you know what I think it's the same thing for me too because as stressed as I am about school because I'm at that time where everything's piling in and assignments are you know it's like go 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 in a way, I'm like also grateful for it because it gives me something to do. I like having stuff to keep me busy, you know, and having these to-do lists with specific assignments and essays and stuff I have to memorize can be stressful. But for the most part, it's satisfying to check off your list. And it, again, it just gives you something to do. So if you don't have that and you are a stay-at-home whoever, it's kind of like, well, what do you do with all your time? You know? Like, you don't need to work because your significant other is doing it for you. So what kind of purpose would you have otherwise? And you can have hobbies and stuff, but it's like... This is just my personal opinion, but it's like, if you don't have a job, it's... You know, having a job, it kind of makes you feel connected to something bigger because it's like you're contributing to society and you need it. So it's like, gives you a sense of purpose because... I say that so much, but... 
again, it gives you a sense of purpose because it's like, I need to pay the bills. I need, to, so this is forcing me to get out of the house. But when you take that away, then it's kind of like, what's the point? I mean, and no shade to people who are stay at home, girlfriends, mothers, daughters, whatever. Everybody's dream life looks different. But I heard somebody, a different podcaster talk about this topic too, which is, which is what inspired me to talk about it myself and give my own opinions. But this person said, and I agree with this too, that to him, being stay at home would be like taking a permanent vacation. And that sounds like hell to him. And I agreed 200%. A vacation's nice once in a while, but I like a good routine. I like this rhythm. I like something that will challenge me. And going to school challenges me. So if I don't have that and I'm constantly like, I can just live every day doing whatever I want. There's nothing that I have to do. To me, it would take away my sense of purpose and fulfillment and ultimately happiness in life. Side note, but I do think that feminism is one of those topics which is very, very black and white. Before, it was like, okay, 1950s, women are just meant to look after the house, bear children, cook and clean, you know, all the domesticities of it. And then feminism took on and it was more like, okay, now women are starting to gain more rights. They can now work and stuff like that. And again, there were still a lot of people who were against it. Um, But today, fast forward to 2022, there's like this huge cultural shift. The whole, all these terms, girl bossing, right? Which promotes the idea that girls can have it all. You can be a mom. You can have your own business. You can succeed. You can be financially dependent. You don't need no man. And that's great. But I think it's also become... Sorry guys, my the wire like yanked out from my phone because I got too passionate and I was like throwing my, my phone around and it disconnected. But as I was saying, um, girl bossing is great and stuff, but it's created this kind of pressure where any woman who isn't doing all these crazy career deafening moves, it's automatically labeled as backwards feminist and like oh we're going backwards why are you not are you not feminist because you don't want to do this like so for the women who want to just like chill out and take it easy for a little bit you know they want to be here for a good time not a long time that's totally fine too and that's why again i'm still on the fence about this whole thing because it's like well women can still be at home and just chill out and still be feminists and like it doesn't mean we're going backwards right like they they can still have that pause for the sake of for the sake of mental health, you know, you don't got to be on it 24-7. That's basically my point. What's also interesting to note is that usually it will be white women who are posting these stay-at-home girlfriend trends. You, I don't think I've actually seen a single one where it was like a person of color. And it kind of brings about the question, you know, I don't want to get too political here, but uh, the racism, or not the racism, but like... The, the white privilege that comes with this kind of thing, right? Because for a lot of people, they look at these trends and they they get jealous and they think, oh my God, I would love to not have to work a nine to five. Wouldn't it be glamorous to just be able to do nothing all day? And it's funny because as a student myself who feels the stress of school and the burnout, <laughs> if you talk to any other student, They'll be like, what are you doing this winter break? Do you have any plans? And like 99.9% of us would be like, no, I don't have any plans. I'm just so excited to not have to do anything. 
to stay at home and to have zero responsibility. Like I literally had an exact conversation with this one girl in my class. I was like, hey, what are you doing for winter break? And she's like, oh, nothing too much. Just visiting my parents' cottage. But like, it'll be so nice to just kind of stay at home and do nothing. And I was like, same, I'm so excited to have zero responsibilities. To us, it sounds nice because we have responsibilities every single day with our assignments. But for somebody who does have nothing to actually do, that is probably so like miserable to them, right? So it's like the grass is always greener on the other side. Once you're actually living it, it's going to be a whole different story. And so for white women who have the privilege of not being able to work, to opt out of making your own money and to contribute to society it's kind of like hmm interesting definitely shows the power and balance that we got going on for my own mother she did not have this option and this is for a variety of reasons her not being white was just one of many she was a refugee by the time she came to canada she was financially supported by the government for a little bit but just until she got a job and she did have to get a job because her english was very broken she spoke a little bit of it but not anything good enough to get like a white collar job um she was able to get connections to work in a factory and she's been working at that same factory for close to 30 years now which is crazy because that's longer than i've been alive on this planet earth and she's been working there and she could never afford to not work even my both my parents work and they've always worked in my entire life like there was never a period where either of them was unemployed they just didn't have that option i was we were fortunate because my grandmother could watch me and my brother when we were younger but if my grandmother wasn't there then maybe my mom would have had to take longer maternity leave or something so then they could scatter their schedules one person was looking after the kids and the other person was making the money but with the financial state we were in, we couldn't afford to not have to work, right? Taking care of two little ones is very, very costly. And so to see these women who have the choice of mooching off their partners, that's a bad term, not mooching off, but just being financially dependent on somebody else, very lucky, very privileged, but according to these articles that I'm reading, it can also be very dangerous. Can you imagine never having to pay the bills, your partner does all of it for you, you don't know a thing about mortgages or taxes or whatever, something happens to your partner, you're basically screwed, right? Because you don't have your own money, all your finances are set on them. You don't know how to how to do this stuff, and if you don't have a job, you're going to have zero things, zero experience to put on your resume. So if you do suddenly need to get a last minute job, nobody's going to hire you because you don't have that experience crazy to think about also a lot of the comments on these tiktoks are saying they're, they're very very mean not gonna lie a lot of people are saying stuff like i feel so bad for you like your life must be so boring there must be nothing to look forward to and a lot of personal comments too like this one girl was like i used to be a stay-at-home girlfriend when i was 23 don't worry you'll get out of this <laughs> very very backhanded you know comments and stuff like it's the most isolating thing ever and like i said earlier in this podcast episode it i don't see how it could not be isolating like it truly does sound very very like to to be a stay-at-home girlfriend and 
be happy with it i feel like you would have to be insanely insanely introverted because you're not getting that human connection you're not having a place to go to every single day you really are just at home the only time you get any sort of human interaction would be if you're running errands and even then it's like who are you going to make friends with like the the person in your drive-thru when you go on your coffee runs because it seems like a lot of this these day-to-day activities are like very self-care related if not caring for your partner the stuff that she does will be like Maybe squeeze in a workout here and there, just do some journaling, go for a walk, tidy up the house, make dinner. And (laughs) that's why it's like I'm so, so divided because it's like on one hand, it's her choice. But on the other hand, it just doesn't seem very fun, you know? All right. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. I really am curious to see what your opinion is on it. I was talking with one of my friends and I wanted to hear what her opinion on it was. And she said it was interesting how it's like the whole the whole term stay at home is being recycled again and again. Because really a stay at home girlfriend is just somebody who's unemployed, right? But because it's like a girl, we automatically get associated with stay at home. And, and that that those three words alone can be very very problematic because again it triggers you into remembering the 1950s housewife situation and then a whole bunch of people saying this is anti-feminist this is blah 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 well i'm still on the fence about it but i would say as long as they're happy that's all that matters okay like, throwing aside the whole, is this anti-feminist, is this pro-feminist, is this whatever, as long as they're happy, then go them. But if they're not happy, I think that's where the real problem starts, but we truly don't know. We can't tell from a 15-second TikTok, so. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please leave a review if you liked it. Stay tuned for the next episode. And have a beautiful, wonderful rest of your day. I think this is one of the shorter podcasts I've created because I usually talk and talk for like 40 minutes. But that's all I got to say about this one. All right. Bye, everybody. Take care.